2: Mm-hmm. 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 let's go I man, up, and pillow, like it's so, so, dive right into it don't say anything go go uh more technological go. issues because paul and i are so smart paul how are you this morning i'm good man good. i'm good buddy no school we so i i yeah no school heating issues uh here in old p town so <laughs> there's that um i had I'm trying to go ahead, go ahead what i was gonna say is
0: i had both kids last night and one of them is in the newer school uh it's like brand new and then the other one is in the older school that's not and so i get the text that was like school's closed uh at the small oh you know the elementary school because it's uh the pipes or whatever so the heater's not working I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to walk in and tell one kid make one kid's day and really piss off the other one. So, uh, but in the end, they they all ended up being close, so
2: it worked out. Yeah. Yep. That's the we got the call today. So yeah, it was funny because it was it was just you know a few schools last night, uh, and then boom, here we are. So all of them. Oh. Um, yep. I'm trying to think. I uh, so what what episode are we running today? How about Zach Johns, we'll do the talk. Oh, about yeah. His-
0: Double D, the big deer. That's a that's a beautiful, beautiful deer that he got.
2: Old Zach, I saw on 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 the Facebook that he uh, he got that that dude back from the taxidermist. That looked really good, man. Heck that's of a really, deer, Zach. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, as far as stuff around town or
0: around around the state, don't have a ton of news. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't remember the last time we talked about stuff. Muzzle muzzleloader neither- muzzle numbers came back. If we covered this already, I apologize, but, um, Ohio hunters checked 12,712 deer during the muzzleloader season this year. Um, and that was compared to last year it was 13,611. So down about a thousand deer overall, but I still think we are up for the year. I thought that number was in here. Hang on a second. I should have found that. Yeah. It took time. Uh, so, so far, yeah. I think, for the year for the twenty three twenty four season with all implements, we're at two hundred and three thousand six hundred and eight mm. but yeah,
2: so that that is up or down um, i I honestly don't even I'm sure if it's not in there we can we can circle back so um interesting news out of Colorado months um I mean we're obviously an Ohio show, but I think this affects. In a roundabout way, all of us, Colorado cancels April mountain lion season, hunting season, amid anti-hunting oppositions. The Colorado Parks and Wildlife Commission voted last week to cut back on mountain lion and hunting by canceling April hunting season and outlawing the use of electric calls statewide. So, um, You know, I obviously, I've, I've never seen a mountain lion. I mean, I guess I saw one in Florida, but... Uh, in you, Colorado, I've never hunted there. What's that? Did, did you see... It was on Instagram or something the other day.
0: There's a news reporter lady giving a... a she's doing like a live on-scene report. Yeah. Did you see this? And she's yeah. talking um, or whatever. And and a freaking mountain lion walks right past her. Like, it looks like something out of a movie. And uh, she doesn't miss a beat. And I guess she mistakenly thought it was just a dog walking through. Like, she was yeah. in, in the zone. And that thing walked right
2: next to her. Dude, you, I mean you have to you have to think like, is there something wrong with that big cat? Is there you know, are 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 they in like an urbanized area where they're that comfortable with humans? I mean, I don't know, man. That 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 could that could lead to some crazy stuff. That was pretty wild. She was just like, Oh yeah, there's there's a dog here and just walking through. So uh yeah, Colorado Mountain Lion Hunters, no more April season. So that's just another one of those um, you know, when something gets politicized and something gets uh you know, raw emotions are brought into the hunting uh, and angling space, this is what you get. So um yeah, socks for those those folks out there. Uh hopefully they get uh, they get that back. So
0: yeah Colorado man that's uh I thought I heard the other day they were thinking about going to no over the counter tags for like elk and stuff yeah so I feel like um you know that was kind of like where
2: people went for those o t c tags but well yeah I don't know yeah i I was just i just read an article uh today this morning um I think of the tree folks put it out on their website and it was it was kind of like diving into the numbers of like hunting dropping. And so I do have questions about, about the data. Like, uh, so they said, Tennessee, Florida, you know, all of these others, a couple of Idaho, you know, the, the hunting numbers have grown. We're across the country. It's dropped you know out West. It's grown, but are they counting out of state hunters? And I I would imagine they are right. You know, so if I hunt Colorado, but they they did, it talked about some of the, the increase of opportunity uh, and hunters out there, which isn't always a bad thing. Um, And it's not always a good thing. So I know just some of the public land spots that I turkey hunt and dude, I, I remember going back, you know, 15, 16 years ago, I might see five people the entire season down there. And now I'm seeing them about the first day. So I've, uh, man, I don't know. I adapt, I adapt, move around, find new spots. It's fun. So for me, at, at least, but I don't know. What do I know? Speaking of fun. Yeah. What else? Uh, <clears throat> got an email
0: here. for for Ohio fur takers, they are working on a muskrat. Uh, all right. I'm just going to read it. Ohio division of wildlife is collecting muskrat carcasses as part of a multi-state study to examine pathogens and toxicants that may affect muskrat health and population abundance. If you trap muskrats and are interested in participating in this study, please see the details below. Um, and it goes through all this stuff. So, through the DNR, Ohio DNR, you can participate in this muskrat um, research study if you are so inclined. So if anybody's out there uh, trapping muskrats and wants to help participate, they have an email address and stuff on here. I'm imagining it's on the website. If for some reason you cannot find it and you are interested, you hear this, uh, feel free to reach out to me and I will forward the email out to you. There you go. So that's kind of cool. Our, uh,
2: our buddy DT from from Louisville, Louisville. Is a muskrat killing Mo Shane. So I've seen, I've been seeing his stuff on Go Wild recently, which is pretty cool. So uh, interesting. I, I can't I can't remember my password to get logged into this, but just outdoornews.com forward slash Ohio. Um, Ohio's congressman from Southwest Ohio, Warren Davidson, who we've reached out to to try to get on the show for some other things, yeah. voted no against the Dump, Duck Stamp Modernization Act. Interesting. I like to. I'd like to hear why. Um you'll be able to to I I, I got you'll be able to electronically store your federal duck stamp um going forward, which is pretty which is pretty cool. So you don't have to keep it with you. Which I lost my duck stamp for a while. I had to freaking scramble try to get another one. Yes. What else you got, months? Uh the only other news I have is it's just a reminder that
0: we've got the uh Ohio BHA pint night is, um, actually it'll be today, right? This is going to come out on January 18th and tonight, or as you're listening to this tonight, um, it will be the pint night down at the land grant brewing in Columbus. If you are interested, you can check out backcountryhunters.org.
2: I'll be there. I'm going,
0: All's going, I will not be there, but, um, Anyways, the yeah, that's
2: something cool. So, what else? What else is going on? I don't know. We went to ATA last week. We'll do a show. Yeah, on. that was cool. Yeah, that was that was cool. It's always fun seeing seeing new people. I saw Josh Carney hanging around. Um, yeah, man. I, I always like just catching up with those people and 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 seeing some some new folks. New so and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We got to see.
0: Ev and and Jamie from Code of Silence, you know, we'd had them on the show, and that was nice to get,
2: catch up with them. That was that was cool, man. Like like act, like seeing their products in person. I mean, <laughs> those things are legit, man. They're they're real nice, and they've got some really neat, like cool season stuff coming out. They're they're just working their faces off trying to get that get that out. So I was very very grateful to meet them and and uh, see their stuff. So Ev is very passionate about clothing, and he knows what yeah. he's doing. So yeah, he definitely does. Good dude. Yep. And their stuff is, I mean, dude, those parkas were like those jackets were badass, and the vests were cool. Like, it was, yeah, it was cool. Good stuff. I'm very, very happy for them. So, uh, if you are in the market for stuff, Andrew Munts, um, go ahead and and stop paying Jeff Bezos at Amazon to buy your hunting and fishing supplies. Stop paying Johnny Morris for, just for a little bit. I like Johnny Morris. Old JM, he's a friend of conservation, right? Friend of the outdoor. Person in this country, but you can go over to the o two click on the shop tab, and all of your hunting and fishing items that you need—they're there, man. Everything, literally anything that you could possibly need. Andrew Munts. you need clippers, trim some, just do some brush maintenance on your land. Got them. Check them out. So yeah, the 2 podcast dot com. Click on shop. And thanks to our
0: friends over at Blackgate uh, Hunting dot com, um, Brian and and. Justin, for their support and cameras, still cameras slowed down, man. Man, my cameras have slowed down, although they're picking up a little bit here and there. But um, I guess that's just the time of the year. Perhaps my camera locations were not set up for late season, which is very possible. But either way, great, great guys over there. Um, And then thanks to the dudes over Timber Ninja, which Timber Ninja, you can get on the O2 shop, right? Um, Yep. Jason and Bo and those guys continuing to cut cutting edge stuff and really enjoyed working with them as well as the products that they have to offer are top notch. So
2: that's right. Yeah, absolutely, man. Very, very, can, uh, can mention go
0: wild. <clears throat> can't forget our buddies over at go wild. So time to go wild.com. Check
2: them out, hop on there, follow us, interact. Super cool. Yes, they are. Yes, man. they are. Um, dude, this is totally off the topic of of hunting in this podcast, but I just logged on to, to the social media and there was a, uh, there's a post that someone put on and said, what existed in the eighties, but doesn't exist now. I'll, so you, you go, you go first and I'll tell you what my comment was on this, on this post. What existed in the eighties, but doesn't exist now. People were like common sense. Good Sunday morning cartoons is one car lighters in restaurant smoking sections. I I feel like I could get really. Um, yeah, I don't, know. I don't what, know. So my, mine was, was be kind rewind. Remember those when you would rent videos from blockbuster and that would be on video the box. General. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And classic family video. Every millennial listening to this is like, Oh man, I remember that. And the gen Z are like, Let's be kind. Rewind. What's a VHS. That was crazy. Oh
0: God I used to like rush there to try to hope that they had the, you know, of the six copies of whatever game
2: or movie oh, yeah. you get the one, you know? and Oh my gosh, That's dude. Crazy. I worked at, I worked at a, a, uh, I forget what the name of it was. It, well, I don't think it was a chain, but it was in Johnstown, Ohio. When I was in high school, I worked at a video store and this is, this is wild, dude. When the matrix, the first matrix came out on DVD, I think we had like four copies of it, right? People, people waited in line to come in and get those to rent the the, the first DVD of The Matrix. Waited in line. That's that's something that's gone. <laughs> wow. Oh man, months we're getting old, buddy. Yeah, I can feel getting it. old. I got to hold on to the banister. Just getting down the stairs, my knees are so bad. <laughs> Uh, dude, I'll tell you what—I'm ready for turkey season. It's what six degrees outside right now. I'm pissed off about that, dude. I cannot—I cannot wait for turkey season to start. I'm—I'm. Oh, I'm, I told you I'm head over to St. Louis. For whatever reason, I kind
0: of have this itch to like go out in the turkey woods that I'm yeah. not sure I've ever had before. So
2: we got to make that happen, dude. I'm with you. Yeah, we got to make that happen. I'm—I'm I'm like aggressively. Planning out a good turkey season for, for me. It starts March 2nd in Florida, and I told myself I wasn't going to go down there. And I'm like, dude, how can I make this happen? You gotta repeat. How can I you get down there and repeat from last year? Well, I mean, so here's the deal. I've got I already have I already have my tags for Nebraska and Texas. So there's if I if I'm left fortunate I'll have a Merriam and a Rio I'll have, I'll finish my lifetime slam Grand Slam up this year which is pretty cool some people do it every year uh good for those guys I am not that fortunate but I don't know we'll see but I can't do it if I don't get the Osceola right gotta get that out of the way yeah I hear you well, right buddy I'm I'm ready. Just, what else we got I
0: don't know nothing uh we've got a cool show next week uh you'll probably be. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. We just got, we got stuff coming up and we're going to keep,
2: keep plugging along. So. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to this Zach Johns episode. I did not get a chance uh, to attend this interview, but uh, Zach, thanks for your time, in. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for being a good dude and reaching out to us. And uh, man, I appreciate you. And, and, and thanks everyone else for listening to this program. The Podcast dot com. Click on the shop tab. That's it. Shameless plug.
0: Take care, everybody. I've forgotten to hit the record button before, <laughs> and it makes for uh, a lot challenging uh, a day. I'll just say that. Yeah. So what's good? what's good, man? You got the kids to bed. Everything everything settled.
1: Yes. Uh, we had after Christmas, we had somebody brought RSV to Christmas. Let's just say that. So yeah, it's been a it's been a little bit of a struggle the last couple of days, but. So far, everybody's
0: good. All right. Okay. I think my kids had that uh, years ago when, when they were mm-hmm. in preschool or, or uh, daycare and stuff. But I, I feel like whatever I've heard about it this year, it's been a little bit maybe worse than normal or something. But...
1: Yeah. It's almost like a <clears> – <throat> I don't want to say like a COVID, but like a – I guess like a more snottier, mucusy COVID type thing.
0: Yeah. How old are yours?
1: Uh, my oldest is Five. My middle just turned three in November and my son will be two in March.
0: How do you even have time to deer hunt?
1: Cause I got a kick-ass wife. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we'll, make so sure, say that. we'll make sure we keep that clip right, right there oh, yeah, we'll yeah. put it on social media and she can watch that over and over. Um, no, that's yeah. great, man. Um, and then well, I mean you're at five, three, two age. That's like where you're trying to teach them how to blow their nose and stuff. So that's even mm-hmm. more of more a challenge and They're sitting there like, blowing. Oh,
1: yeah or they just refuse
0: right right so yeah so christmas was good uh but your deer season man that was uh that was maybe better
1: it was one for the books that's for sure well well the first half of it the second half not so much but the first half definitely
0: well we'll go through it all here um yeah but the uh so we got Zach Johns, right? Uh yep. on tonight. And Zach, you are a local Ohio hunter that took down yep. one hell of a buck uh back was that November?
1: Uh, uh October twenty
0: second. Yep, you won't forget that day, will ya? No,
1: I'm never. <laughs> never.
0: That's what it was the say you get tattooed on your arm. So uh,
1: Oh yeah.
0: Well, uh, you want to give us a quick background like where where you come from and and you know how you grew up hunting or didn't grow up hunting or you know along those lines
1: um basically a lot of i came up the same way most people do walking around in my dad's boot tracks um chasing turkeys i'm from central ohio my dad is from the eastern part um kind of over by um the steubenville area so that's kind of where I cut my teeth hunting was back there, um, chasing turkeys up and down the hills, following him. Um, and then it just kind of developed. Once my brother kind of started hunting, I got to branch out on my own and, and uh, yeah, been pretty much by myself ever since.
0: It's pretty awesome. So, um, and unfortunately, Paul couldn't join us tonight to talk turkeys with you. Uh, obviously, that's.
1: Well, that's- I was going to show him.
0: Oh, there. Yeah. He'll be real proud <laughs> of that right there. Man. Uh, uh, he starts talking about it, something about it today. And I was just like, dude, we just got into the first of the year. It's still deer season. You don't have to, you don't have to start into that yet, but you know, yeah. so, um,
1: I, I, I love turkeys. Um, I wish the season was able to be as long as deer season, but um, deer definitely my, my number one, but I mean, I got turkeys tattooed on my arm and turkey tracks up the back. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't dislike turkeys, that's for sure.
0: So, my perspective I didn't obviously grow up in a hunting family, but the um, turkeys are not something I ever even really considered until I really started gotten met Paul. Um, how did that affect you, you know, as far as your deer hunting development went? when it came to growing up chasing turkeys to start? Cause I kind of was like the other way around.
1: Um, it kind of more, I, I think it helped like, especially once I got out on my own. Cause I mean, turkeys, you get to get up and be mobile and walk around and stuff like that. And I think that really kind of helped me like in the future, like, you know, when you're out scouting in the spring, you walk by a pretty thick deer trail and you're like, huh, Put that in a memory bank, so I think it. I think it helped. Um, I don't have patience, so even with turkey hunting, like if they ain't coming in, I'm getting up and moving. I'm either going to them or I'm gonna spook them, one or the other. So, yeah, it definitely taught me the more or less the the scouting aspect of it, and um, yeah.
0: I think there's a lot to say from what I've learned from Paul and, and the little bit of turkey hunting I've done. There's a lot of woodsmanship, and it is very much – I mean, when I'm out with him, I'm looking at deer sign more than I am. Yeah. Turkey. That's why I don't have a turkey on my wall. But the uh, – <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see how just being mobile – because well, when I started in the deer side of things, it was like, go sit in that tree. And you went inside that tree, don't move, mm-hmm. Right. And yep. you'd sit there and you'd watch and observe. And as you're walking in or walking out, you might see some stuff, but you weren't really exploring too much. And you, mm-hmm. you didn't want to mess the area up because you didn't want to, you know, spook stuff. And you didn't want to, you know, leave your scent all over the place. So I see how, you know, the turkey side of things is kind of opposite, where you are moving and you are observing, yep. trying to pick it all up.
1: Yeah, yeah, it de- And it definitely, um, kind of like like you said, like woodsmanship, like, and like with turkeys and stuff, you got to kind of be able to. I guess, read the bird like by his temperament. Is he gobbling hard? Is he just throwing out gobbles every once in a while? Um, It it definitely kind of like teaches you that, like to pay attention, I guess, to that animal. What's he doing? Is he, is he going to be that Turkey that you want to try and call in? Is he on fire? Is he just kind of gobbling every once in a while? So kind of teaches you that the, like I said, the, the watching, paying attention to the animal, reading their body language, or even just listening to them and, and going from there.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So do you, uh, well, you know what? You go kill Big Tom this spring, okay? And then we'll have you come back on and we'll get Paul and you guys can just all geek out, out of the turkey stuff, right? That
1: works for me. I'm right. cool with that. The uh,
0: Let's talk about deer. So. Uh, yeah. how you now we figured out we, we don't hunt too far from each other we don't live from too far from each other um no it's down the road so uh we got good deer around here there's no doubt um uh, about mm-hmm. that but how long have you been out on your own just hunting and the deer
1: um i would say probably since i was i started when i was 10 and like on my own was probably 12, 12 or 13 I was kind of not I don't wanna say on my I was on my own. I was like sitting in my own stand and stuff like that, but um probably thirteen would I would say would be when I kind of started off on my own. Um how old are you now? My, I'm thirty one.
2: Thirty
0: one. All right, so you got about twenty years.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I've been basically on my own since.
0: How has that evolved?
1: uh tremendously um my my dad is one of those guys who is like a grinder i kind of we we got to hunt together again this um this fall and he had one deer in mind and that's like we literally sat in the same stand for days and days and days and days and that's not me i'm if i ain't seeing a deer i'm moving. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I evolved. I'm, I, I like, I want to say like kind of mobile hunted before it was cool where you're carrying down a full set of sticks in a stand, carrying it through the woods or even a ladder stand. Um, so I, I kind of, I always bounced around once I got on my own and I knew I wasn't, I, and I started hunting properties that like, not so much that my dad didn't have access to, but that he wasn't hunting so that I could kind of do my own thing and go do my own scouting and not worry about having to bump his deer or the deer that he's after or hurt anybody else's hunt.
0: It's definitely a unique thing when you get out on, on your yes. own, you know, per se to yep. go out and, and it's very rewarding, you know, when you it just is. put all the pieces together and have something, something magical mm-hmm. happen. Um, even, I mean, I still get super excited when I hit a doe, right? Uh, oh
1: absolutely. But
0: when when you have a, a year like you had, uh that's a whole nother <laughs> level of uh rewarding feeling. So um are you hunting mostly public or private?
1: Um all of my spots are private.
0: Okay. That's that's central Ohio, right? Uh or yeah. most of Ohio at least. The Yeah. Well, uh and have you always been archery hunting? Or was this did you start with gun or
1: um I started out with a crossbow um, and then in that same year I started gun hunting too. But um, really my first time deer hunting, I was, I had a crossbow in my hand um, at 10 years old. um, And then it just kind of evolved from there. I'm that guy that bow hunts during gun season. So I'm, I'm archery is like my thing. But when it comes to it, like I'm an archery nerd, I got my own bow press in the in the barn. I do all my own tuning, fletch arrows, cut arrows, you name it. I can do it besides warranty work. That's the only thing I can't do.
0: Right. That's cool. Um, how old were you when you took your first deer?
1: I was 13.
0: 13?
1: Yep. So? It was a I shot a button buck on a deer drive.
0: All right. That's how yeah. I got my first was on a drive. So Heck yeah no, no, no shame with that. Um, all right, man. Well, let's talk about this year. All right. So I don't know, where do we want to start? Go ahead. And if, if you want, can you describe the property that you're hunting? What we're, we're looking at terrain wise, kind of set it up, uh, any history you had on this deer or kind of like the property in general?
1: Okay, so the best way I can describe this property is um, it's a it's forty eight acres and it's basically a square, and if you take that square and you divide it into three, that's pretty much my property. The middle third is a big valley that runs through the property, um, and at the bottom of the valley, I think the widest part is like forty yards, and then it it narrows down. Um, at the back of the property to um a little bit wider than a truck so I could like when I the night I shot him I drove my truck back there. Um
0: is this all wooded? It,
1: yes. Okay. All hardwoods. It's everything around me is hardwoods. There's no um very little ag at all. So at the end of that valley, there's three ridges that come together. Um so the i guess the right third There's, I, yeah so the middle third is the valley the right third is um obviously the um the steep side of the valley it's not crazy steep but it, it's pretty steep um and that is a lot of where my dough bedding is right there on the left side is the other the other hillside of the valley and then it kind of at the very top flattens out to like, I think it's like an acre or so just kind of open field. Um, it's nothing like planted up there or anything, but that's, um, that is where I have like one stand location is up there. And then I have one, um, a little over halfway down the valley. Um, yeah, a little over halfway down the valley. Um, and then I don't have anything on the right side. I just kind of leave that for the does and everything. Um, but at the end of the valley, it kind of comes down and there's like two creeks that feed. Not how, There's a creek on the left. The other one is just kind of where erosion has happened. And it's kind of just a another deep valley. But they all there's three ridges that come down right there. So right at the very end of the valley, there's a ridge. And then the two ridges... The two hillsides come down into a ridge as well, down into that, and feed into that valley.
0: Gotcha. So you got a little bit of everything there. Yes. So, okay. Um, what kind of hardwoods? Oaks?
1: Uh, I didn't know. Um, walnuts. I have a lot of walnuts. And come not find out deer aren't as big on walnuts as they are acorns. At all. Because if that was the case, then I'd have every deer on that 48 acres because <laughs> right? you'd be sitting there and they'd be like you. You'd hear a walnut hit a branch and you're like ducking your head because it's like one's going to smack you. So, yeah, that's. uh.
0: So walnuts are like my favorite tree to sit in, though. I feel like mm-hmm. they're good to climb and they a lot of times they have good branching structure. Yeah, you're right, man. If those if they're. A mass crop or a bumper crop of those. You'd look out! I used to have yeah. a, like three or four. They were probably like sixty or seventy feet tall in my backyard. I used to mow anytime after, um, like August first. I'd have to mow wearing a bike helmet. You want to talk about people thinking oh. you're your special neighbor, like <laughs> yeah. out there with the yeah. bike helmet because I was afraid it was going to get knocked out. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I had a similar situation at our other house, but it was apples, and what well, I wasn't. It's not that I was worried about them hit me in the head it was twisting my ankle oh yeah at one point i told my wife i'm like you're either gonna have to pay somebody else to mow this or get me a rider and it was like a quarter of an acre i'm like i'm done push mowing this because my ankles can't take it no more
0: right and mess with <laughs> you man and i used to get the the nine iron out and just sit out there and just, just smack them Sma- smack, <laughs> smack 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 them yep. take those trees down because they were just too much but all right anyway <laughs> so is that were you in a walnut when you uh
1: Hunt. No, I was actually um in a beech tree. So it's mostly walnuts. I mean there are some oaks and stuff like that, but for the most part it's walnuts. Um a lot more beech trees than you think. Um and that's what I was actually set up in was a beech tree. Um and then
0: How do how do beech trees climb? They got like hell. yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say that's smooth bark, man. That's not there's not yeah. a lot to grab onto there.
1: It it, it was Luckily when so the night that I ended up killing him I was the the I was on that right side of the ridge or the right side of the valley and it kind of came down and benched and then came down again um so I didn't have to get crazy high so it wasn't as bad but yeah I was when I yeah, I filmed the whole thing so like when I look back at it you can see like the mountains of sweat on my hat going up. So it was, it was rough.
0: Tough climb. So, um, okay. So historically on this property, how long have you hunted it?
1: Since, uh, I think it's, I think it's five years. The, it may be six, but the first year I was only able to Turkey hunt it. And then I didn't deer hunt it that fall, and then the following fall, I started deer hunting it. Um, I want to say that was, it's like five, well, it'd be five years. Yeah, so it'd be four years total of deer hunting it, five years of being able to access it.
0: And what's uh, what's your success been like out there up until this point?
1: Um, I killed a buck last year. Killed a buck the year before my brother, the year before that, shot a, I mean, absolute ridiculously big eight-pointer, probably the biggest eight-pointer I've ever seen. Um, Like, I shot the number one deer on the farm this year, and he shot the number one deer on the farm the first week of season that year. Wow. So, and I mean, we've we've always had some big deer out there. I wouldn't say crazy big, um, but definitely some... Definitely shooters. Definitely shooter deer out there.
0: Okay. And uh is the population out there is pretty good overall.
1: Yes. Um last year it kind of dwindled down a little bit. Um, I don't know if it was EHD. I don't want to say it was EHD. I just hate throwing that out there, but um there was definitely a little bit of a decline last year. Um, especially even with the number of does too. This year it ramped back up. Um but in the past i've always i've had more bucks than i did the last 2 years i will say that
0: is there any ag nearby
1: no not in, not that i know of that's i mean if so it's miles probably 3 or 4 miles okay um everything else is just real open it's either just like open hay fields or um not hay fields just open like Junk, grass, and stuff like that.
0: Habitat. We call it habitat. habitat. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, nothing that's going to – the deer are in there feeding on, that's for sure. sure.
0: So uh, are you running cameras out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yep. So you knew what was on, on the table when you started the season?
1: Um. Yes. I ended up getting the first picture of him – on September eighth,
0: okay. And how long had you had the cameras out?
1: Um, I would say a few weeks. So September, I would say middle of August.
0: Okay. And the yeah, first I would say
1: picture, middle of August.
0: First picture came in September eighth. Had you had any pictures of him years prior?
1: I had pictures of him last year. Actually, a friend of mine missed him last year. Um, he was not at all what he ended up blowing into this year. Um I estimated him this year at three and a half. So he'd have been two and a half last year. Um he had the same long brow tines and the the dark, like chocolate covered rack. Um but other than that, he did he was an eight pointer last year, long brow tines, chocolate rack, and then my buddy, after I shot my buck last year, my buddy actually missed him out of the same place I missed, him, or I shot my buck. Okay.
0: So September 8th rolls around, you get this picture. Um, were you like, oh, I mean, what's that like when you get that picture? Oh, I was, up?
1: I was shaking. Um, so I was out um, with the kids in the backyard, um, just hanging out. They were on the swings. I was pushing them. I was out there drinking beer. Um, just being a dad hanging out and my, my cell camera kept going off, but I mean, that time of year I had corn out. There was a bunch of does in there, a bunch of like four pointers and, and smaller bucks. So I didn't like pay attention to it for a while. Like that evening, I was just kind of letting it go, pushing the kids, hanging out. And, uh, Something happened. I think like it was like dinner time or something like that. So I pull all the kids off the swing set, pull my phone out. And when I opened the app, he was the very first picture that was on there. So it was just like, uh, and, like <laughs> at first I'm like, what is that? And then I swiped and the second picture was him turning. And then that's when I seen the drop times. And I was like, uh oh, we got Houston. We have a problem.
0: A good, the best problem ever, yeah. though.
1: Right? Yeah, it's um, so
0: funny, man. When your when your phone starts blowing up, and I just sit there and be like, "Oh, gotta look, gotta look, gotta look," and yep. I'm I'm probably guilty of of sitting there opening it every time it goes open. Um, so do
1: I. I I won't kid you, I do that too.
0: But man, when you get one out there that's worthwhile, and you're like, "Oh shit!"
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh," and then so like with the the sound cameras, like they only send you like a certain amount of pictures. When I went and pulled the card, there was like 20 pictures of him, but I only got like five and I was like, I need more. I need more. What's going on? Um, So I was actually planning on going out there the next day anyway um, to put up a blind and stuff like that um, for the wife and the kids and stuff like that. So I was already planning on going out there. So I'm like, I'm pulling that card and just swapping it. Um, but like when I got that picture, I just like, I just started shaking. I was like, Oh, like, like a shot of deer. And I like, and I don't mean this in a like greedy way, but like a deer like that, you're not posting them on social media. So there was only a handful of people who seen it in a, a good buddy of mine. Was the very first person I sent? I like I didn't even tell my wife. Nobody knew what was going on. I'm still standing. I'm standing in my backyard, shaking. Like, dude, like, <laughs> sent him the picture. I'm like, dude, look at this, and he was like, oh shit. So, yeah, That's awesome very show. few people knew about that deer.
0: September eighth, and then uh, how much? How how many more times? You got about six weeks before the the day. At that point, how many more uh, times did he show up?
1: <laughs> Never.
0: Not once. So. I didn't.
1: I didn't get him again until October 15th.
0: Wow. Was that camera pretty close to where you ended up shooting him?
1: Yes. Uh, It was probably 80 yards from where I ended up shooting him. Um, So then from that point, once I got that picture, like, so I got that picture. That next day I went out and I started putting, I put out two. So I had three cell cameras, sorry, two cell cameras. One on that top field and then one in the bottom. Um, And then, so I took two more with me that next day. So that was a Friday. I got the first picture of him. Saturday, I was going out to put the blind out. And I was like, I'm taking two more cameras. I need to find this deer. So I ended up putting two cameras out, like, on the area that I thought he was accessing. Um, Because it was the first time I ever got pictures of him. Like, well, he'll be back. And I was wrong. But so I threw cameras up, um, on the backside and then just kind of let them soak, uh, or I had, there were cell cameras, but I just kind of put them in spots where I knew the deer were going to funnel through there. Um, and then eventually just never got pictures of him again until October 15th.
0: What, what's your brain doing to you at that point when it's October 14th and you knew, you know, he was through there but you hadn't seen him.
1: So, so the 14th. So just like leading up to it, like, I mean, I've never had a deer. Like, like, it was like the only thing I thought about. He was the only thing I thought about. I mean, obviously aside from the kids and my job and stuff, but like any other free thought that I had was him. Like, okay. So he's like, and I'm like waiting, no pictures, no pictures, no pictures. And I'm like, Okay. So then I started pulling cell cameras from other properties. Um, or I pulled one more from another property and put it out kind of on the opposite side of the property, but on the back side. But I mean, my brain is just like, like going a hundred miles a minute. I'm just trying to like think of any, I'm looking at, um, like on X maps. I'm like, Dropping pins on places that I think, like, hey, he might be going through here. He might be going through there. It was just my mind at that time was not a good place to be. That's for sure.
0: And that's what I was kind of getting at because you get that summer shift or whatever when they then they start moving. You're like, oh man, did I just catch him by chance? And I've exactly. had that happen um, where even was that first picture in the in daylight or was that? In yes. That? Okay.
1: Yep. He was daylight and it was daylight and he was hard
0: Okay, on September 8th. And then, yep. um, so yeah, man, that's one of those things, just start messing with your brain, and you're like, I know they're, he's out there, mm-hmm. but where and why did they get him that one time? Did he, you know, who knows? Cause was that just complete fluke? But um, So obviously, then October 15th rolls around. Which camera did you find him on, or what, like, was it one of the new ones you had set? Was it that original one? Um,
1: um, it was a new... So I hunted the 14th, which was a Saturday that, um, that morning it was like real rainy and drizzly. So I went out and, um, I sat in that blind that I had put up, um, originally and I only hunted for like an hour. I had already planned on hunting for like an hour. So I go sit in the blind and then I'm like, all right. I got it. I had, at that time I had two more cell cameras. By the time I, when it was all said and done and he was dead, I had one, two, three, four, five cell cameras on 48 acres. So that morning I went out and put, I did like boots on the ground, hardcore scouting. I walked through every chunk, every, every piece of the property because i kind of found out like obviously he's not betting on me i haven't seen him yet i've got cameras spread out everywhere every every area that i could think of i'm like i like he's got to be somewhere well come to find out he wasn't betting on me so i'm like all right now's the time to do it i might as well go in there throw cameras up i found a really good scrape on like just um just past the top field i put a camera on ended up getting really good um pictures and videos there. Um.
0: of him but, or of other deer
1: of other deer um he only came to that top field once and it was the night that i killed him or so i guess it would be the morning of the day that i shot him um so one so the the last camera that i had i was like i, I kind of like did a whole loop around the property and then came back to that blind So, I was walking around, and I had a camera up in this spot before, and I ended up pulling it. Um, For what reason, I don't don't 100% know. I was just like, ah, I think it'd be better in another place. So, I pulled it. So, I went back, and I was like, well, I walked up the hill, and I'm looking around, and I see there's like a small group of three trees, and they're all three shredded. And I was like, well, there's fresh rubs up here. I was like, why not? I was like, I'll just throw the camera up. I've got it. I mean, worst case is I'll catch maybe some, it's getting to that point. Maybe I'll catch some buck activity or some does coming through there. Like, okay, you know, when the rut rolls in, this is the place to be. So that was October 14th in the morning. That evening I took my five-year-old out. We sat in the blind as well. Um, and then the next morning was supposed to be, it wasn't like crazy warm, but like, it was like one of those, like, "Ah, I hunted all day Saturday. I'm just, I'm not going to hunt Sunday. Um, so I wake up Sunday morning and what's the first thing you do when you wake up?
0: Check your camera.
1: Yep. My five-year-old was standing in my bed when I woke up. So I'm like, I kind of like roll over trying to wake up and I grab my phone and I'm scrolling through pictures and it starts to get, you know, like, like, I guess later, or earlier in the morning. So I'm scrolling through, scrolling through and all of a sudden, bam, there he is on that camera that I almost didn't put out. And I just started yelling, he's back, he's back. And my five-year-old's like, he's back, he's back. <laughs> I guess you don't even know what I'm talking about or who I'm talking about. And I'm like, then I'm like, all right, game on. Um, So then he was on that camera. The other camera I had in the bottom. I got him coming into the camera in the bottom. So he walked past the first one, went to the camera in the bottom, and then I got him leaving the same way. So that was Sunday morning. So I had him Sunday morning. Monday morning, Tuesday morning, same thing. Like um the closest he got to daylight was like nine thirty in the evening. I think that was like Tuesday morning. Him Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. He disappeared Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um and then showed back up Saturday night into Sunday morning at like two or three in the morning. Um, and then I hunted that Sunday. So I didn't hunt Saturday, but Friday I was able to leave work a little early. It was raining, and I drove down, um, and ended up doing a. I took um an XOP uh set of climbing sticks and XOP retrograde and hung it. I mean, five yards off of that first camera. So that was kind of like my. I know he's coming in and out of here. This is what I'm going to do. Hung it Friday night or yeah, Friday evening. It rained Saturday. I didn't hunt at all. It was like warm. So I was like, uh, he's probably not going to come through here. He hasn't been here the last couple of days. I'm not going to chance it. The wind was wrong. It was warm. Like, uh, Sunday's going to be the better day. I'd rather burn <clears throat> all day Sunday and then, then hunt Saturday evening. Sunday evening. I'd rather just take it all in one.
0: Man, you're patient. You are patient, <laughs> man. You, I don't know. I, I would have been itching. So you. you had him there Sunday, Monday, Tuesday on the camera, and then he kind of disappeared. What's going through your brain at that point? Are you starting to like freak out? Maybe he's Gone again, or is it one of those things like, no, I'm confident I know he's in this area somewhere?
1: Um, I, I kind of knew like I didn't have to rush in there. I mean, obviously, I work full time, so it's not like I could just, hey, I'm t- I, I didn't want to, I had a vacation scheduled for November. It's like, I don't want to burn any vacation days, nothing like that. So I was like, I'll just kind of be patient. There's a cold front rolling in. On Sunday, that that of that week, um, that the, the me going in there Friday and hunting and, and hanging that stand was kind of like my, that was as aggressive as I got. At the time, um, prior to that, I had only hunted that property. I hunted it opening day. I hunted it a morning and evening. The morning I killed him, sorry, the morning of the 14th, the evening of the 14th, the morning I killed him, and then the evening I killed him. So there wasn't a whole, like, I just, one of those things, like, I just kept the pressure off.
0: And leading up, when you were out there, were you seeing deer?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was seeing deer. Um, So, like, opening morning, I shot a doe. Okay. Um, so I wasn't, I knew... And I ended up shooting a doe off the top field. I didn't, I didn't even, I I hunted the bottom um, in that blind, but it was kind of like one of those, like, he hasn't showed up yet. Is there a chance he could show up? Maybe. Is he going to? Probably not. So I I knew that those, even those sits were going to be low impact. So I didn't mind going in there and I was seeing does and, probably one of the only times I really ever passed those was after I shot the first one and I was, my, my focus was 100% on him.
0: So the day of the big day, October 22nd. Yep. You've put off, you've saved, saved your time to go out for that day. Are you going an all day set?
1: No. Um. So, but, you know, being a dad, I'm, I just don't, I'm still in that phase where like my kids are still little enough where I'm not sitting all day. Um, My kids are hellions. I'm not gonna put my wife through that. So um, that morning, I think I sat till about 10. Yeah. So I sat until about 10 and um, I climbed down, drove 35, 40 minutes home. And the whole time I was driving home, I was like, I need to move this stand. Because um, rolling into Sunday morning, he didn't didn't show up on the camera that I was hunting over. You know, there was still that off chance that he could walk by, but something told me, like, this isn't the only way he's accessing the property. Um, So the whole way home, I'm thinking, like, I need to get back in there and move the stand. Um so my kids go down for a nap at 230 and at 231 I was in the truck leaving. Um I drove back down to the property, pulled my whole set, everything, the stand, the sticks, everything. So, sorry. I drove to the property, I walked in. I picked a tree first before I did anything. Like, okay, if he does come from the way I was just hunting and he walks down this ridge, I can shoot him right here at 15 yards. If he comes from the other way, off of the other hillside or down from the center ridge, which is where he eventually came from, I was like, my shot is 20 yards. So the farthest I'm shooting this deer is if he gets past me or he busts me beforehand. I'm shooting a maximum of 30 yards total. Um, my, my longest shot would be about 30 yards. Um, no matter which way he comes in, he's either going to come in at 15 or he's going to walk by me at 20. Um, so that was kind of like I had that gut feeling, like it was almost like a gut punch, like this is something you need to do, like you you've you've put in you've kept the pressure off there's it was just something that just kept nagging at me like i need to move and i only moved 50 yards but it was still that now i can shoot farther i've got i can cover more just by moving 50 yards
0: so you you kind of had that light bulb moment or gut punch moment where you you figured that out and then you you walked in you you took down your step your tree steer wow your sticks and your stand and moved them in this new tree. Yep. So what time are you situated up in the tree? Would you say if you're out there half hour, you know, three o'clock or so, get back out to the woods, make the decision to move right, by four o'clock, are you set? Got your camp? Yes, I and was, running?
1: I was 100% ready. Arrow knocked cameras set up to hunt by like four 15 ish. Okay. Um, so I was in there. I was in there. Pretty early for that time of year.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. The daylight hadn't changed yet. So you probably you got a little bit more time in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> what, what happens
1: next? So um, I'm sitting there. I'm just kind of, you know, getting the – doing my interviews and stuff with the camera. And I'm, you know – ranging everything. I'm making sure everything's good. I'm sweating to death. Um, I'm finally set up, ready to go. And I just kind of just well what I just kinda like sat there and like kinda like I don't want to say like in the moment I didn't realize it, but I was just kind of like enjoying it. Like I am hunting the biggest deer in my life. Like I like I made a move like I'm just kind of like, all right, now I'm in the ball game. So I'm sitting there um, sorry, my dog's moving around in her bed. <laughs> uh, so I'm sitting there and I'm playing on my phone and then I get a notification that there's a deer in front of my camera, 80 yards behind me. So I kind of like turn and look and sure enough, there's a doe standing there. I think, yeah, it was a doe. Um, cause I didn't see. That night, I ended up seeing three deer. So I seen that first doe in front of the camera. Maybe 30 minutes later, I see another doe. I actually see her. She actually sneaks in from behind me. So I was on the right side. She actually snuck off the left hillside, So I guess from where I was at. I was paralleling. To kind of put it in perspective, I was paralleling the bottom facing the back of the property That's- towards the ridges. So she snuck in off the other hillside, going towards the field. She snuck in down to the bottom, worked to the other camera. Okay, deer moving. Um, and then at like six fifteen, I hear something to my right, and I look up, and I and like I said, I'm 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 on that valley or on that hillside, so. I'm on a bench, so that, that hillside's kind of, kind of coming down towards me. It benches down, and I see something. I look over, and I see it's a deer, and I pull up my binos. I'm looking, okay. It's not a buck. So this doe comes in, and she kind of walks down the hill. There's like a small little dip. She disappears, pops back up, and then she walks by me at like 15 yards. And this whole time, like I'm filming her with my phone. As she's walking by, but as she was coming in, I could hear something in front of me, like coming from the end of the valley. Um, and I kept, like, I kept hearing it, but it wasn't like, uh, like a hundred percent that's a deer. I just heard something just in that general direction. So that doe works off behind me, and I'm sitting there, and now I hear it more. I'm like, okay, something's walking, probably a squirrel. Okay, something's walking at a at a steady pace. So that's not a squirrel. Okay. So now my full attention is on the very end of this valley. And um it's like 6:30 at this time. So I only had Well, I had I had still had some good light. Even like with the cameras and everything, you still see everything. So I'm paying attention to the the very end of this valley and then all of a sudden a pair of legs appear and I was like oh that's okay that's a deer and then I see like a glint of antler through the brush and I'm like man I, I it, like I said it was a glint I didn't couldn't tell exactly what it was I'm like all right it's probably just a little buck but like in that moment like I had that other like gut punch like why don't you just grab your bow real quick so i was like okay so i like i reach over i grab my bow and i pull it off i kind of got it up against my chest and i pulled the camera over and hit record i'm like well this is really the first deer that's gonna walk by me like within the if i would have tried to film the doe my right with the camera it'd have been a pain because i've been trying to film around myself so i didn't even mess with trying to get the big camera on her so I, re- I pull the camera over and I just turn it on. I didn't hit record. So I got my bow in my hand. The camera's um, in this, just this wide gap. It's like 10 yards wide between two trees. That That's like, that's my shooting lane down to the bottom. Um, and I had range that spot earlier. It was 25 yards. Um, so I was like, depending on where the deer walks, 20, 25 yards I'm using the same, I'm not moving my pen. So as he's walking, like he starts to break into more where I can see him. Um, So like it's October, late October, so the leaves are starting to fall. So he's getting into some spots where I can actually see. So I pulled up my binos and they literally bounced off my face. That's how quickly I recognized who it was. Boom, that hit my face, and I was like, Oh fuck. It's him. Like I and I don't I told Dan Johnson this. I don't know if I said it out loud or if I just said it in my mind, but I, like that was my reaction. Boom, my binos hit my face, thrown back in my pocket, reached down, hit record, and I got my release clipped on. So he's walking. From the time I seen him. He was probably 35 yards when I realized who it was. So he's coming in slow, just on a nice walk. He's not, nothing's, you know, he's not walking fast. He's just kind of on a, I don't want to say a mission. He's just kind of just walking. Nice casual. So he gets to probably 25 yards and he gets behind that first tree that starts my gap. So right then, Rip the bow back, anchor in, and put my my nose button on, my or my nose on the nose button, and now I'm just froze, dead center of this path, or this this gap. My pin is dead center of it. So he gets he gets to walking in and I thought originally it just kind of like one of those things, like after the fact, like I thought he was Walking when I shot him, he wasn't looking back on it, as soon as he got into that shooting lane and stopped, my pin was about three foot off of the front of his chest. so all I had to do was literally just pull my bow over and my pin was like a magnet like there was no like you know hovering or nothing. it literally went straight from the center of that path to his vitals and dead stopped. And when I tell you I punched that release, I punch it's a I was shooting a a <laughs> Scott Hex, yeah. So it's the back tension, and I didn't hear a click. I didn't hear. it. I literally just ripped right through that thing. So, shot breaks. I'm watching arrows tracking right for him. Beautiful, it hits him, and I hit him about a quarter inch above. The center of the heart. And yeah, oh, probably the best one I've ever made. (laughs) Best shot I've ever made in my life.
0: What kind of Um, of broadheads are you shooting?
1: I was shooting the Swackers, the Levi Morgan edition. Okay. So arrow hits him. He does a big mule kick. Does that like death grunt? And I like as soon as I seen the mule kick and I heard the death grunt, I was like, he ain't going far. So he takes off running. Um, he takes about two or three bounds and then peels, I guess it'd be to his right. Um, Cause he was facing like, like he was walking down the lane away from me behind me towards the other camera. So it'd be to his right. He peels right, runs up the hill, kind of makes a turn. I see his tail and then it disappears. And then I hear just absolute chaos. And I was like, he either crashed or he just kicked every deer off this property. One of the two. So at that point, I'm like, that's when I just start freaking out. Cause I just realized, I just sent an arrow through. Not only the biggest buck of my life, but uh, a double did. drop time buck.
0: Right. A huge deer, man.
1: <laughs> so, um,
0: did the arrow pass all the way through?
1: It actually hit his, it hit his off shoulder. It actually hit his off leg, um, like right outside of his armpit. It hit and stopped, um, but it actually cut like the backside of his arm. Okay. So, had that arm not been there, it would have passed through him. Um, but that, that other, that offside leg was a little bit back when I made the shot. Um, so when I hit him, he actually kind of like did like a, a nosedive originally when he took the first two bounds, he was kind of down um, on his face before he actually took off running.
0: Right.
1: So then the excitement starts. Um, I, FaceTime my wife, um, and the kids were all sitting there. Um, and at this point, I actually reached up. I didn't turn my second angle camera on. So at this point, like as I was FaceTiming them, I reached up, turned the second angle on, and so it got the whole reaction of me talking to the wife and kids. Um, and you know, I was super pumped. And then I hear my five year old say, "Daddy, I'm so proud of you." Oh. <laughs> And that was like, and at the moment I was still excited. So I, all I said was like, thank you. And then when I watched it back, like I like broke down, I started tearing up and stuff. But, um, so I FaceTimed the wife and kids and my dad. Um, I had also gotten him permission to hunt the same property. He lives in Tennessee. My parents live in Tennessee. Um, so he was hunting the same property as I was, but not at the same time. Uh, he wasn't, he wasn't up that weekend. So I FaceTimed him cause he knew, he knew what was out there. He knew the deer that I was going after. And as soon as he seen, he was actually, <laughs> he was hanging cabinets in his garage. And my mom and his neighbors were out there. My mom said, Hey, Zach's FaceTiming you. And he's like, Oh, that only means one thing. So he didn't like drop the cabinets, but he like, Did whatever he had to do, answered the FaceTime. And I dropped a bunch of cuss words (laughs) and told him I killed him. And um, So I didn't – all I knew was I hit him, he mule kicked, and I thought I heard him crash. So he's like, did you get it on film? It's like, yeah, I, I got the shot on film. It was super wide angle. I mean, you, you could see the deer, you could see him walking, you could see the shot. He's like, all right, have you looked at the footage yet? And I was like, no. He's like, let's look at it right now together. So me, him, and his neighbor, we're all watching the footage back. Um, and as soon as he seen that arrow hit him, he's like, that's a dead deer. He's like, go get him right now. Um, so I <laughs> literally left everything I took my bow, I didn't take a flashlight, I didn't take nothing. I literally left my backpack, all the camera stuff, all I had was my cell phone and my bow in my hand, and that was it.
0: it. Is pretty dark at this point?
1: Uh, No, I could follow the blood without the flashlight at this point. Um, So this is probably, I would say like 10, 10 or 15 minutes after I shot him, I shot him at 6.30. So that time of year, like it was getting to that point. Like by the time I found him and um, FaceTime my wife, it was light enough to where I could see everything, but the camera light, like even on the cell phone, like she couldn't, she couldn't see the deer. She just knew she seen my like glowing face because I had my phone all the way up to it. Um, so I FaceTime my wife, I FaceTime my dad, um, and then. I, uh, for like 10 minutes, I just sat there. Um, I didn't so before I touched him, obviously, well, sorry, I did touch him. I grabbed his rack, whatever, find me. But, uh, so I like grabbed him. I'm looking at him and I was FaceTiming my dad. I was like, dude, I got to check this deer in right now. I didn't move him, but I grabbed his rack. So he's like, yeah, check him in. So I checked him in and then I just sat there for like 10 minutes in the dark, just me and him. It was so like just such a surreal moment to have, to see that deer, the deer that I like, like literally has been consuming everything, consuming my life, my thoughts, keeping me up at night. What is he doing? To see him and put my hands on him, that was just like, like I don't even want to say it was the icing on the cake. It was just, it, it, it was Crazy, just the emotions that like rolled through me at the time, just awesome.
0: It's the end of a story, man, and it's a it, what what a story it is, you know. Like,
1: yeah,
0: there's a lot to be said there. You, I mean, we just talked about it for an hour, basically, but it, it's yeah. that you're going to be able to tell your kids and grandkids for years and years. And yep. um, I think one of the things about deer hunting for me, and and I think a lot of people can take from it, it's you have ups and downs, right? yep it's like life it's like a microcosm of life that you had a basically what two years call it of experience Mm -hmm. here uh you had things that you know like we talked earlier mentally where were you when you hadn't seen them for six weeks or a month Mm -hmm. um you got to get over those hurdles and and you know uh even even that night having i don't know it's just uh, there's so much there right uh but what exactly what, what a great book uh Story that you you you've, you've topped off there, so
1: yeah, it, it um, you know, like just kind of like the culmination of like I guess you could say like my hunting career. Like it, the biggest buck prior to him that I shot was I had just looked it up and like not too long ago it was like one thirty one. Like score doesn't mean anything to me. I, I don't care. I, I I'm one of those people that if the deer gets me excited, I'm gonna shoot it. Whether it's three and a half, two and a half. I, I'm not. I, I. I don't. It's more the experience that all the time that I put in the off season, um, you know. I'm and I do everything pretty, like I said, by myself. I'm. My Instagram handle is Lone Bow Hunter Chronicles. Like I, everything I do is pretty much by myself. Um. So like, just kind of just it, like you said, is this like the ending of a story and just crazy.
0: Maybe the end of the chapter. We'll call it yeah. end of the chapter, right? Because next year the next chapter. So, um, well, tell us about the deer. I mean, we've been talking about this big deer, and I know we'll put yeah. pictures up, and you've got a lot of stuff yeah. on your social media stuff. But what, what exactly uh, was it?
1: So he was a mainframe 10. He had matching double drop tines. So he had matching drop tines. Guys, some guys would tell me, oh, Double means it's on one side. No, it doesn't. If you look up double drop tine, it's one drop tine on each side. But so he had drop tines on each side. He had drop tine on each side. Off of his G2s, almost in the same spot, he had two matching kickers that are, I think, like an eighth of an inch difference. Same with the drop tines. They're like an eighth of an inch difference. I think the longest one is like six. The other one was like five In seven eights or something like that um the kickers were almost the same length they were like three and some change and then his longest brow time was nine inches and then his other one was like eight and seven eighths. so i mean just i just cr like i don't know <clears throat> how to describe him but he is the most typical non-typical deer i've ever seen
0: he's beautiful he's yeah,
1: beautiful. He, so. he um ended up I had him scored through Buckmasters and he was 184 and seven eights
0: dear man that's a deer. <laughs> that's crazy to, one other thing I was thinking about did you ever figure out why he was coming through that night was were, were one no. of those going into heat early was he rutted up yet or
1: I I think it was just that that cold front um and I, so he kept coming. So when I, when I would look back at the pictures, so that Monday, Tuesday, or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it was always a Northwest wind is what I had. It was what was coming through that area when he would come in. The other days were warmer, um, that he didn't come in, um, and the wind direction was a little different, but that northwest wind, for some reason, just, like, had him on his feet. Um, but as far as why he came in that particular night, I couldn't tell you. I, I had no... If you'd have told me that evening, hey, you're going to see this deer, I'd have been like, I doubt it. Like, it's not that time. He's not... Deer like this, he ain't showing up in daylight. Um, And... And that's another thing, like, I kept telling myself, like, you have to be there the first time he daylights. Um, He may have daylighted on other properties, um, but, like, in my mind, like, if you're not there the first time he daylights, that's kind of like a, I guess, like a missed opportunity. Like, obviously it is because you're not there, but, like, that was just a thing I kept saying, like, my mantra, like, I have to be there when he daylight the first time he daylights on this property and it just so happened. I was,
0: do you think your cameras are missing them at all?
1: I, yes. And uh, yes, they were missing him because like, I'd be a fool to tell you that September 8th was the only time that he was on the property. Come to find out the way he was accessing the property prior or so the night that i shot him that was the night that i realized kind of his alternate route to get there um and i think you know that time of year the bucks are going to be you know not traveling a lot more but like they're going to be more prevalent on your cameras and stuff like that it's getting to that point where they're going to want to start looking for does or just kind of just out being social one thing well back to what you said He did have a giant, and when I say giant, like a car hood scrape. He made it on September 8th, the night he was there. I got pictures of him. He was in there. He disappeared for like, I don't know, like five minutes. And then he came back in front of the camera, and then he was gone. So when I went out there the next day, there was a giant scrape. I mean, not too far from that camera. Um, And I think he just was probably out checking that scrape.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, it's always interesting to think about why they do what they do, but then again they're wild animals, so do we really know? I don't yeah. know. But...
1: Yeah, his bases were covered in tree bark. I mean they still are. I just took I just took his skull cat back to the taxidermist today. They were covered in tree bark. Like I mean embedded into all the little nubs on his on his bases. That's
0: awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, Zach, congratulations, man, on a, a fantastic year. Uh, and Buck there, we look Thank forward you. to having you back on. Like I said, go go kill Tom, and uh, Paul, he'll be happy to talk turkeys with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Eating up there after the you get done with that. So um, do you want to give everybody your social media stuff? And, I, you know, you, you said you got it all on, on camera. Is it posted on YouTube then?
1: Not yet. Um, so the U- all of my social medias are pretty much the same from YouTube. Instagram, TikTok is Lone Bow Hunter Chronicles is what I use across the board. Um, I have not posted anything to YouTube other than just like some snippet pictures, like videos of him after the fact. Um, I kind of want to take this like more serious as far as producing it. Um, so there's a lot of interview stuff I want to do because I didn't, like I said, I, I captured pretty much the kill shot, you know, some stuff prior to, but, that was it. So there's there's a lot of other storytelling that I want to do behind the scenes. Um, so that's uh, I don't know when it'll be out. I was hoping to <clears throat> still have a skull cap to do all this stuff, but I'm probably just gonna wait till I get the full mount back before I do anything else. Right as of right now.
0: Gotcha. Well, go follow Zach Lone Hunter Chronicles, and then uh, I'm sure you'll put it up there. When the time comes that the video is ready, and you can back and uh, watch watch the whole thing.
1: Yep.
0: Zach, congratulations! Happy New Year, man! And uh, appreciate appreciate it. uh, Thank you for coming on.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.